So, Mariah, imagine this. We start we start a podcast, and on it, we just read gay fanfic. Actually, can we? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Please, I have no job. And, like, that's the name. <laughs> nice, that looks good. It's messy as hell, though. I don't know what I'm doing. Welcome to episode two of this pod. Episode two of this podcast, the second version. We unfortunately we're going through the rites of passage of podcasting because it didn't record. So this is attempt two, and I'm painting my nails right now, which is what Mariah and I were just talking about. So I want to give a shout out to start this out. Actually, I'm sorry. Pause. We need to do, we need to do our intros real quick. Like I'm Shaya. Uh, I use they them pronouns. What's your name? Mariah. <laughs> She, her pronouns. Okay, so back to what I was saying. So we have to give a shout out because I don't want to, I don't think it'll be as fun if I read the same uh, one shot that I read in the original recording, um, but it was really funny. Like I really enjoyed reading it. And it's also just iconic because what we read is not only the first ever posted um, on fanfic.net, fanfiction.net. Um, Phineas and Ferb fanfiction in the year 2008, but it is also a crossover with Kim Possible where she's their babysitter. So just like a 2000 word one shot shout out to that. It's called Phineas and Ferb Doomsday and it's by Clayton Overstreet. Wait. And again, it's the first posted. So it's easy to find. You just go to the last page. Wait, this is, this is a different one? This is a, no, I'm I'm giving a shout out to the (laughs) one we originally read. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to read it again. Cause I just don't think it will be, it would be more fun to just find a different one. Right. But my plan here is to stay within Phineas and Ferb. Cause I really wanted to do Phineas and Ferb on the pod, but Mariah, your internet is not working. I can't get any connection. Do you have unlimited data? I try both that's what i'm saying there's like just no connection period i can't get on to the page oh we switched internets and yeah mariah was really upset that she has to like read the second chapter of amorium again but here's the thing like she wanted to skip to chapter three and i yell at her because what the hell why would we do that <laughs> let's not argue on the pod let's not argue on the pod but like we're not gonna do that and it's disappointing she wanted to have like very genuine like reactions on the pod now she's like feels like she has to, like fake reactions i was telling her like no you can just like this might give us a more clear read through because we do tend to stop a lot i think um because there's just there's just so much to say. We can still give our you know our thoughts as we go. <laughs> my my concern would be like I don't want to be like oh I remember I made a funny joke here and then like give a scripted version of that joke and it doesn't hit the same or something. But sometimes you just gotta take the L and we'll move forward and uh, hopefully we won't make this mistake again. <sighs> and her internet still is moving so astronomically slow. Like if that gets more than just the Wi-Fi, like I wonder if I wonder if actually it's it's fanfiction.net, like fanfiction.net is down or something. Let me try archive. Let me try some AO3 real quick. Yeah, AO3 seems to be loading fast. So let me just see what's on AO3. Phineas and Ferb. It's romance and hurt comfort. Yes. Um. I feel like it has a decent amount of kudos for being like that. When the, did it come out? The user, the username is Draken was here. It was posted in May 2011. It's called Always. It's rated G. Hungry. I'm always there's always this part of me that's a little bit scared that I'm gonna open up one of these and there's gonna be the most insane shit you ever see in your life. You know when you read like it. Smart. Potentially anything. I don't fucking know. The internet's a wild, wild place. Yeah, I accidentally happened upon a son- okay. like Sonic smart. Okay, we can talk about that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Always by this is by Snark. Disclaimer, the author does not own Phineas and Ferb, nor its characters, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Starts out with a quote. Love comes when manipulation stops, when you think more about the other person than about his or her reactions to you, when you dare to reveal yourself fully, when you dare to be vulnerable. Wait, why does this Dr. seem... Dr. Joyce Brothers. Why does this seem so, like, intense for Phineas and Ferb? Because it's sapphic. <laughs> it's Phineas and Ferb if there was a sapphic storyline. Stacy Hirano sighed. Wait a second. Who's Stacy? Oh yeah, Stacy's her best friend. Why did you I forgot think... who Stacy was? No, no, no. Anymore. I didn't forget who Stacy was. I was just not really thinking about it, and, and like my brain, I was. She's like, the one I told you about. Assuming she was Vanessa, actually. Where there was like again, that... I'm sleep deprived. Oh, uh, Van- oh, it should be Vanessa. It should be Vanessa, to be honest with you. What the hell? her and Vanessa? I feel like had chemistry, but 
Also, there was, like, the weird conspiracy that, like, Doofenshmirtz is Phineas's dad, which would also imply that he's Candace's, She's, I feel like. She, that would make... That's not, obviously not a canon thing, but... Anyway. They don't have to have the same dad. They just have the same mom. Getting the most interesting texts right now. Okay. Continuing. Stacey Hirano sighed. Candace had been talking nonstop about Jeremy for the past hour. It had been a bright and sunny <laughs> summer's day, so the Asian teen had called up her BFF to invite her to go to the park Wait, with her. Wait, this is so real, though. This is Best Friends to Lovers. This is obviously what I'm here for. She invited her to go to the park with her. There was word that Phineas and Ferb were building the world's largest ice cream mountain there. Afterwards, they were giving it all away to the people. Though Stacy wanted to be, wanted the redhead to give up on busting her brothers and she hoped Candace would relax and just enjoy herself. Just being with her friend made her happy. Although, from the way the obsessed team was going on, her crush was more important. And you know that thing he does? It's so cute. I swear, Stacy, Jeremy is the most amazing boy on the planet. And the thing, the only guy who can do it, by the way, just proves it. What is she talking about? <laughs> I'm so sorry. And the thing, the only guy who can do it, by the way, just proves it. What? There's something, that sentence doesn't make sense, and I apologize to the author. Something went wrong. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. Jeremy could do it? Is that what it said? He could do, Jeremy, I believe he can do Jeremy it. Jeremy was the only guy who could really do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying, and I believe her. You know, Candace, <laughs> being able to do a... Wait, it says Hirano raised a brow at what Candace was saying. Me too, girl, me too! Wait, the fact that they're, she's, they're, using, they're using last names, like like they're writing an essay on like one of the presidents of the United States or something, you know what I mean? That's like, so true. Why is she using her last name? No, but like, listen, sometimes that they works. They respect her so much. I think like somebody watched this show. They respect her. They saw her. themselves <laughs> in Stacey and they had so much respect for that bitch. And they can't even call her Stacey. They're not a first name basis. <laughs> no, I genuinely think that is them coming at this from an essay, like, perspective. Like they're they've written too many school essays. They're like this person's like this sixteen in high school, it, yeah. uh, and they're like I feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> they're like oh I gotta make sure I don't refer to them. It, I don't want to yeah. be repetitive because I can remember like writing fanfic when I was younger, like when I first started out writing fanfic, and Possible. I would I would get into those weird <laughs> patterns where I would think too much, like I was writing something academic, and I was like oh no that'd be a run on sentence, and you're like wait this is literally art like this is and, fiction like, this yeah is... <laughs> that probably is why they did that actually. You know, Candace, being able to do a ducky Momo impression isn't what most would use to qualify as a reason for being amazing. Hey, look at that. Stacy filled in the gaps for us. That was what was missing from that sentence. She was trying to say he can do the thing she was talking about was the ducky Momo thing. Okay. He said, I wouldn't use it as a reason. And then Candace says, yeah, that's why he's so special. I guess. You just read it in the wrong I just tone. read it really yeah. weird. Stacy rolled her eyes, but kept silent. Candace Flynn was no longer on the same plane of reality. <laughs> then again, had she ever been? <laughs> no. So real, so real. Tear her a new one, girl. For as long as the teen knew her friend, she'd always been obsessed about something. Weird ducks, busting her brothers, cute boys. That parsnip this, this was genetically good. evil. The list went on and on, really. The ebony-haired girl used this chance to ask her friend out. What? <laughs> I love how we've got no context for, like, her having feelings at all or anything or, like, anything. I don't know. She's like, you know what? She said, wait, this she, is my chance. She's talking about someone else, a random boy. She could be, she's probably straight for all I know. She and literally just admitted to herself that she's on another plane of existence. And she's like, <laughs> let me take advantage of that real quick. That she's like, not all oh, there. You know what? That's a good point. Maybe that's what they mean. They're like, that's she's not going to even know what I'm talking about. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So, Candace, I was wondering if you'd want to go. Oh, when she gets cut off. She quickly pulled the phone away as a deafening scream pained her ear. Her eyes watered from it all. Whoa. <laughs> she squeals. Jeremy call Jeremy's calling me one moment before Stacy could say anything. She was put on hold. The frustration that had been boiling in the pit of her stomach finally flooded over her. This kind of stuff had been happening to her more and more, and each time it only seemed to fan her emotions. She's pining over her. <laughs> Stacy Hirano was jealous. Jealous that while she tried to while she tried her hardest to be a part of the Ginger's world, that she was always put on the back burners. Every single time. It didn't even matter if she was doing something to make the other girl happy. Candace would instantly forget about her for something better. Honestly, Stacy deserves better. I feel bad. Like, poor Stacy. Then why did she still love her as passionately as ever? Damn! It was times like this that Stacy wondered how she got into such a mess. Me too. I'm really wondering. I feel like the writer had a similar situation in real life. Like, they were in love with their best friend who was in love with some random boy. Listen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is... is (laughs) I've been there. This is too real. And I feel like Candace had a very obsessive personality in general, though. 
She cared about two yeah, things. Yeah, imagine being in love with someone like Candace Flynn. That'd be really She rough. literally cared about two things. Busting her brothers and getting with Jeremy. I forgot his name. I love like, how that was the deeper character arc for her in the show. was like the moments where she'd be like, maybe there's more to life than this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She'd be like having a crisis and like having intervention with people. And they're like, Candace, like, I'm legitimately worried about you. Like, this like, is What would her life be if she finally busted her brothers? And then finally, and she's like, I'm and, not happy. And she's like, married to Jeremy. Or if Jeremy moved away and her brother brothers stopped doing stuff like it just all went away what if they died what? in a who tragic car now? accident who is she now who is she now <laughs> no because they explored that a couple of different times i remember the one that like episode where it turned out to be like a big dream where it's like they get sent away like her mom does find out they get sent away to that boot yeah. camp and they're like their person got these chains on me <laughs> and whatever i honestly that song is in my apple music library and yes i use apple music um it's a jam but uh, <laughs> The way I, <laughs> I want to sing, I also I just sing the entire song, and I was going to say, yeah, like Candace, Candace realizes yeah, that she's not happy after busting her brothers, and then they're like, hot dog, hot dog, yummy, 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 and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And then she wakes up, and, and then like, there's oh. like a giant zebra, and he's like, hello, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, so and that it becomes so like, yeah, we thought that was so funny. And then it was like a recurring joke. I think it came up a couple more times where she would see that zebra randomly and it would be like, come Kevin. on, Kevin. And it was like her conscience. Once again, shout out to Dan Pavelmeyer and the Phineas and Ferb team. Like that show was amazing. So anyway, so I left off. It was times like these that Stacy wondered how she got into such a mess. Question when the line of friendship and love had been crossed. She had felt that way as long as she could remember. Every passing single moment of her existence was about thinking about that Flynn girl. It was why she really couldn't scold her for being so obsessed why? with Jeremy, because really, she was much worse. Even Candace took breaks from him to follow her other interests. Listen, her I, other interests being I can understand being gay. What <laughs> 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 I can't understand, why are you so in love with this girl who literally, like... You can't control who you fall in love with, Mariah. All of Stacey's interests <laughs> revolved around a girl she'd never had. Damn, this writer's really, like, breaking Stacey down to, like, just being actually secretly obsessed with Candace right now. What makes you so special? There are guys out there who treat me better. And when it comes to looks, I've seen girls with enough curves to make anyone's mouth water. I'm gonna lose <laughs> my mind. First she said, first she destroyed Candace. She said that a man could treat me better. Can you imagine if someone said that to you? That's like when someone tells you you're that's not a girl. What I'm to say. When you're, someone tells you you're not a girl's girl, that's actually probably worse. Like a man could treat me better. Are you kidding me? And then she said, that's "I've seen girls with enough curves to make anyone's mouth water." That's what, what I'm saying. Happening? Not only is Candace a stick, but like <laughs> that, that, that's not even the part I was talking about. I'm talking about the fact that like she literally treats you like you're not even there. For real, Stacey is like sad dressing for her. You want that? She doesn't care. <laughs> You want that. But I guess she you. loves being a doormat. You know, honestly, that's real. Some people are just simps. And then maybe this Stacey's just a simp and she wants to be she doesn't care. She doesn't want she doesn't want <laughs> No, she clearly does. That's the angst of this pick. <laughs> I love angsty Phineas and Wait, Perfects. is this a one shot or is it multi shot? It's a one shot, yeah, it's not it's not very oh. long. Uh, but Stacy didn't like girls, and she didn't just like anybody. She was in love with Candace Gertrude Flynn. Oh, she's her She's like, I'm straight, but gay for Candace. No, her sexuality is Candace Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> no, she wasn't traditionally beautiful. <laughs> Jeez. This pig actually hates Candace. The redhead was as flat as a board, had a neck as long as a giraffe's. But the Asian Asian teen's anger softened as she thought of how the girl would eventually develop just like she would. Oh what my is gosh. happening? And a blush overcame her as she thought of all the places her lips could leave. I, I can't read this anymore. I can't read this anymore. <laughs> what the? Oh my god. You're not talking about her neck? Oh no. Uh... Oh, she took herself out of her more perverse thoughts. The other things she liked about the teen. Stacy knew many people with the same shade of blue eyes as Candace. Wait. However, no one else is shown with the insane glee and determination as hers. Hot. She's attracted to insanity. Red hair was a dominant gene in the Flynn line. Yet, only Candace has made the teen want to bury her fingers and face into the soft curls. So wait, oh, is her hair curly? No! It's got like that weird like it's, little wave at the end. It has a little wave at the end. Well, in this... Author's imagination, it's curly, and I respect that. We all have our headcanons. But I will say, like, the <laughs> No, um, like, she... This is weird, because it seems like she's not even in love with her. She's in love with, like, the idea of who she thinks... Like, her potential. She's like, oh, if she grows... Maybe she'll some, be hot one day. If she gets some boobs <laughs> and butt, if she gets, um, sanity... 
Like she's daydreaming <laughs> about how Candace is like, yeah, her potential. She's not. This is toxic. So <laughs> Stacy frowned as she, she stopped her daydreaming. Her. <laughs> her mood instantly going south on the train to Depressedville. <laughs> Dreams were all they were. Fantasies. Candace was an unobtainable object of affection. Oh my she God. was lost in her own world. The ebony-haired girl was just a player that could watch the game, but forced to sit on the bench. Candace Flynn would never return her feelings or think of her as nothing more than her best friend. And Stacy hated how much this fact hurt her. Stace? Stacy? Hello? Earth to Stacy. The Asian girl... Why do I keep saying it? The Asian Isn't girl was Korean? pulled out of her thoughts. I don't know. I can't honestly. remember if it was Korean or some Japanese. Um, the Asian because they girl, go to her, they visit her, like, family there in one episode. Oh. Remember I told you it's, like, kind of fucked up because everybody there looks exactly like Stacy. Yeah, we could have, a, we could do a whole <laughs> exactly. podcast episode just talking about the Asian stereotypes in that show. Anyway, she wondered how long she had been calling her. Oh, uh, sorry, I was just lost in thought, you know? No prob. Sorry I was gone for so long, but oh, uh, OMG, I got the best news. Jeremy asked me out on a date. Great. <laughs> That's right, a date date. He wants to take me on a romantic get-together at the park. Says that something big and special is going on there. Real great. He probably was referring to Phineas and Ferb's ice cream mountain. Oh, congrats. Yeah, I'm getting dressed now. Want to come over to help me pick out the perfect outfit? Stacy pulled the phone away inside. She pinched the rim of her nose, trying to stop the headache that was coming on. Although, if she admitted it to herself, that pain was better than the pain she was feeling in her chest. Damn. Sorry, but there were some things Mom wanted me to do today. It was a lie. I should probably start on them now, so I can have the rest of the day to myself. Oh, oh, maybe after my date, and after you finish up, you can come over. We'll have a sleepover. She gave a pained smile as she gave in. The teen was too weak to give up the chance to cuddle up to Candace all night. Oh my. And to just have her all to herself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. <laughs> and with that, they both hung up the phone. Stacy got up from her computer chair and walked lethargically to her bed. Her head hit the pillow with a little thump. She looked around her room, giving the girl something to do. She noticed her Betty's poster on the wall. She thought their music was great, sure, but she only liked them because Candace did. Her eyes went to her closet, where she still had her Phineas and Ferb fashion line. She was still waiting for the day that the red sleeveless shirt and the white skirt craze would sleep the tri state, sweep the tri state area, just so she'd have an excuse to dress and feel closer to the, to the ginger without the awkwardness. Then her eyes went to the bangaroo sitting next to her computer. It made her smile when she recalled that it was her who got the other teen into the Japanese craze. Finally, Stacy's gaze landed to the frame next to her bed, and her heart skipped a beat. It was the only picture she had of the two of them together, and really, it was her most meaningful possession. She picked up the frame to give it a closer inspection. Her thumb caressed Candace's cheek. Still looking at the frame, the black-haired teen picked up her phone and pushed a button on her speed dial. Her eyes closed as she waited for the other line to pick up. Hello? Hi, Jenny. Jenny was the only one who knew her secret. In fact, she had suspected it from the start. Do you remember Jenny? If anything, that was how their friendship began. She had straight out asked her of her feelings towards the Flynn girl. Jenny was the only one she could vent to, and she was the only one who could cheer her up when it came to the subject. The brunette could instantly tell what was bothering her. Brunette. Candace? Stacy gave a weak laugh. It always is. Yeah. And it always will be. Do you remember Jenny? Um, oh, and it ends with the quote, too. How poetic. And I don't know how to be fine when I'm not, because I don't know how to make a feeling stop. Jessica McCartney's Just So You Know. Wait, wait, wait. And of course... That was it? By rule, you make it to the end of a fic, tap, tap, leave kudos. Kudos. Leave kudos, folks. Should I make a comment too? That'll be honestly like this person if they can if they still have like an email set up this and they get, like they have that email and they get this notification like over ten years after posting this fake. Okay, I'm just but... gonna comment. I'm just gonna comment. Oh my fucking god! The way you destroyed Candace. <laughs> I almost said Katniss. The way you destroyed Candace in this fake. While also first thing I'm gonna know, I'm just Wait. gonna say with the way you destroyed Candace in this fic. That's all I'm gonna say. The way you destroyed Candace in this fic, and I'm leaving that comment as a guess. What should my guest name be? That was my guest name should be Phineas. <laughs> my guest name is Phineas. Phineas comments. Oh my fucking god! The way you destroyed Candace. <laughs> Wait, is it gonna let me comment? Oh, wants me to put a guest email. My bad. Comment. Aqua's being so cute right now. She's demanding. So now, if y'all ever want to go on AO3 and find this fic, you can see my guest comment. Um, and make you feel 
Like you're in a museum, you know? Someday, <laughs> someday it'll be like walking through a museum looking at every comment we ever left while doing this podcast. Okay, I have a question. That was hard to process. Because we <laughs> had to, um... What? We have to re-record the second chapter. Would you rather have me read it this time just so you don't have to be the one reading it two times in a row? Do you think you just need to... You just want to keep reading, huh? No. I mean, I do feel like I'm kind of on a roll because sometimes, sometimes I have struggled to read more than others but yeah. right now I feel like I can read kind of fast and quick, like, clearly. More so than actually when we recorded before. I was struggling. We recorded it the other night. But no, it's just up to you how you're feeling because I know you were like, I have to read it again. No. <laughs> so up to you. All right. It's time for Armorium Chapter 2. One year ago. Kit is moved out of the ICU three days after she wakes from her coma. She's attached to about half as many monitors as she was before. And most importantly, the two visitors per day rule is lifted. For the past three days, Kit has had Eric and Sorsha by her side constantly during visiting hours. But the moment she's moved, Kit asks for Alora. Alora is a bundle of nerves when she enters the room, and at the sight of Kit still bandaged all over with healing wounds on her face, she bursts into tears. Wow, way to make a girl feel pretty, Laura, Kit teases, trying to earn a smile from her best friend. She partially succeeds as Alora lets out a snort between having te- heaving tears. Come on, Kit gestures to the chair, sitting beside her bed. Alora Dannon? A kind voice asks. It's Dr. Case. Alora nods. I'll let you girls be in a minute. Oh, I'll let your girls be in a minute, but I wanted to just go over a few things beforehand. Eric and Sorsha said you would, Alora nods. She's just like sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that Mariah's initial reaction to this scene when we recorded before was like, <laughs> like, Alora's her best friend. Like, I thought they hated each other. Like, it's uh, like, exactly. We've run a few tests and Kit is still fragile. I'm not worrying about anything drastic happening. We're through the worst of it, but we want to be careful about pushing her too hard when it comes to her memories. Did the Tantalosis tell you about the memory loss? They did, Alora nods. They said that you don't remember anything after early sophomore year. Five years ago, yes, Dr. Case says. We don't want to risk pushing anything, so we think it's best to meet her where she is and move forward. Keep your conversations to things that happened before she lost her memories and form new memories from this point forward. Building new memories will be important. Kit watches Alora closely and can see an unreadable emotion pass over her. So we're supposed to pretend like the past five years never happened? At this point, that's what we've determined would be safest. What part of sophomore year do you remember up to? Alora asks Kit. A pleading look in her red-rimmed eyes. I have a bit of memory around the first week of classes, second semester. Alora's lip trembled. She's like, no, the gays. They she's met like, after the first week of second like, semester. But, 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 second semester. But Jane. That's like cute though. She remembers like when they like met. I guess they are best friends though. Alora's lip trembles and she falls forward onto Kit's lap, devolving into another tirade of tears. Kit can hear that Alora is mumbling something into her, but between her tears and covered mouth, she struggles to interpret anything other than "Oh, Kit," and she must be. <laughs> Kit rubs her hand. Great impression. Kit rubs her hand in circles over her best friend's back, hoping that five years later, it's still the best way to reassure. Mm-hmm. Her. She's like, actually, in the last five years, I decided that I hate when you fucking touch me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you create boundaries over time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't remember that car? She's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> you, you don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today. There we go. All done. Alora sits back on her heels to admire her masterpiece, otherwise known as Kit's makeup. I can't imagine Kit in makeup. You can't imagine? Well, she well, does wear makeup in the ballroom scene in the first episode. Like a little bit of eyeliner? A little bit. Like, they have like that subtle little Yeah, like that I can see, but I I, I guess like I'm imagining Alora would, I guess it's the masterpiece. Like it's like a full face, like Yeah, whenever, honestly, whenever I've read a Willow fic and they talk about Kit like wearing a lot of makeup and like just really dressy, like in a dress, it always throws me off, off a little bit. I'm always, always like, I, I, I can imagine it, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but like, it's, it always feels a little, a yeah. little funny to me. I don't want to see it in the mirror, Kit says, as Alora lifts a hand mirror up. I trust that you did the best you could with all this you had to work with. She gestures Wait, to her pause. face. Wait, Disclaimer, that was not a dig at any fic writer who's ever put Kit in a dress. It's not. That's just, No, fuck you! That's just, well, <laughs> Kit, that's just me, first of all, you know, I consider Kit pretty mask, but yeah. also that's me being, I feel like, just being my own butch ass. Like, I always... Pro- if, if a character is even slightly butch, I project that onto them because yeah. I've always been a very anti-dress yeah. butch. Anyway, continue. She gestures to her face. I'm just going to want to take it off if I see it. But see? she Even this kid is like, I don't want to wear makeup, but thank you. She's like, I'm literally in hell. Okay, now go put your dress on. <laughs> no, fucking Sunday dress. mornings. Kit sighs but relents. She unbuttons the button up that Laura had her wear while she'd done Kit's hair and makeup. She never had a problem changing in front of Laura. After all, they'd been randomly assigned as roommates freshman year at Tears University and had lived together sophomore year as well. 
Kit idly wondered if they'd lived together junior and senior year as well. She wondered if it would be innocuous enough question that Alora wouldn't mind answering. She thought about asking, but she was waiting. If she could get Alora to answer one question, she had a more important one in mind. I mean, she was literally like, she's going to be so I do sad. feel like that'd be one, yeah, that, that, that would definitely be a question, one of the first things on your mind. If you lost five years of your life, you'd be like, well, I probably had, did I have relationships during that five years? Like, did I have gay But sex? again, like, <laughs> she knows that she's not supposed to ask. Oh, and another thing I want to say real quick is I'm <laughs> randomly haunting me because I have anxiety is I remember at the end of the last episode, we were like discussing this fic. I said something about you know, Kit's, like, being controlled, and she knows she's being controlled. And I felt like, well, first of all, that's obvious. Like, of course she knows. But I wanted to, like, clarify that I think what I was getting at when I was, like, saying that and I was rambling was that, like, was about, like, the kind of mental state that she's in because she's, like, almost kind of, like, accepted it. It's like what Eric said about, like, she's, like, become almost like a puppet, my mother's puppeteer and she's like dead inside basically that's kind of what i was getting at, like alluding to was like yeah. she is just kind of going along with what her mother wants and like this new life that she's living now for the last year where like everyone knows shit and won't tell her about her own fucking life and that's like really fucked up but anyway continue mariah Alora helps Kit zip up the blue satin dress. It wasn't heinous, but Kit never, still never felt comfortable in a dress. Kit's goal of not looking at herself in the mirror is thwarted by the full-length mirror opposite her bed. She looks. Kit is most impressed at how Alora had managed to give her shoulder-length lock waves that didn't look absolutely overdone or atrocious. Still, the girl in the mirror with the two thin arms and faded scars on her shoulders didn't feel like Kit. On her shoulders? I don't think I noticed that last time. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she scarred up. <laughs> she went through something traumatic. <laughs> For what it's worth, Alora says, squeezing her shoulders, blue is a good color on you. They both look at Kit in the mirror, and Kit can tell that Alora that Alora doesn't think it looks like Kit in the mirror either. All dressed up, makeup, hair, and a dress, all ready for a first date with Graydon Haster. 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 So yeah, like she's doll. She's dolled up. She dolled up. I'm going to ask you a question about the missing time. Kit says that's what they call her missing five years. Kit, you know I can't, Alora says sadly. This is a different kind of question, though, Kit says. I don't think it's fair for me to not know this. You can ask, but I can't promise an answer. Kit remembers clearly her first year and a half of college. She remembers how she and Alora started out on terrible footing. True. I mean... True to the story that we know. Always getting in arguments, and then eventually settling their differences over a shared experience at a frat party. She remembers having to awkwardly come out to Alora when she brought a girl back to the room for the first time. Okay, so she was already... Knew she was gay. I mean, I guess by college, you would hope you already know you're gay, but... (laughs) I guess, you know, our experience is like... Like, you know, we grew up in a very Christian conservative environment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, everybody takes forever to realize they're gay. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, anyway. Or you're like me and you like kind of realize it. But, but like you repress yourself it. into thinking that's yeah. not real or that like it will go away eventually. <laughs> During the missing time, Kit starts, did I ever come out to my mom? Because I feel like if I did and she knows that I'm a lesbian, I need to know that. There's a moment of quiet contemplation. Shock is what first passes over Alora's pale face. Then she seems to be battling a decision. I'll answer your question, Alora says, but don't ask me to elaborate, okay? Your mom knows. Kit can't tell what emotions she's feeling. Relief, maybe? Anger? Definitely. Her mom knows and she still set her up with greed and yeah, what the heck, bitch? What the fuck? Fucking homophobic bitch. Like, is she just going to be homophobic this whole story? Mariah needed this second read-through because this bitch doesn't pay attention, actually. No, I I knew that before. I know, I know. I'm just saying, first of all, you have pointed out a couple things you didn't notice, but I just feel like now it's really, it's getting in your brain. Like, you're getting into the world. You always notice things that you didn't notice the first time. Even if it's just for political reasons, she knew. And she knew that Kip wouldn't remember that she knew. She's like, maybe if she... She knows what she's doing. Yeah, that's, like, evil. She's playing God. She's like, maybe... That's, like... I homophobic tra- train her to be heterosexual <laughs> i'm not homophobic i'm an ally i'm not like homophobic we are anti-social tantalism. that's what her mom's gonna say i'm not like homophobic i'm an ally you know what i'm talking about right um imogen does imogen say that yeah, yeah. in the first season i still can't believe she said that. i love imogen <laughs> kit lets out a lone groan and presses the heels of her hands to her eyes remembering her makeup too, too late I'm trying to paint my nails. Fuck this. <laughs> Actually, it is what she... That's the next line. 
fuck this, kids. <laughs> I thought you were getting mad at me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to stand this guy up because it's not his fault. But you're coming with me. Me? Alora asks, astonished. She's like, little does she know that she's putting Alora and Graydon together. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what I said in the first before was I was like... She said them like, up. yeah, don't you know you're the one who's supposed to be with Graydon? Duh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pick whatever dress you want from my closet. And that's how Graydon Hester's date with Kit Tantalos turns into a date with both Laura and Kit at Carbone. My mom is a bit of an idiot, Kit says by way of explanation, after they force the waiter to bring them a third table setting and a chair. I know I'm the one that's supposed to have a memory problem, but she conveniently forgot that I was a lesbian when she set us up. So Graydon, meet Alora, my usually straight, except for that one time, best friend. Bisexual... Like, what does that mean? Except for that one Except time. For that one time. Were you that one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. That's great. They're, they're going to come for me. Keep going. They're going to come for me. Keep going. They're going to come for me. <laughs> Keep going. I just need to put it out there. I do not I do not ship Tantamora. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do ship Tantamora, okay? Please believe me. <laughs> I, like, sound so unauthentic right now, but I mean it. <laughs> So the two of you, Graydon looks between them, confused. Alora and Kit recognize Kit's misstep at the exact same moment and both start gagging. <coughs> no! Alora exclaims. Disgusting. <coughs> Kit sticks out her tongue. Us? Never. Did you like my impressions of them gagging? No, I hate gagging sounds. <laughs> Unbidden, an image comes to Kit. A woman walking toward her. Freckled face, red and sweaty. Gorgeous red hair braided away from her face. A single stone on a leather cord bouncing on her chest as she walked toward Kit. I don't know the why. The bouncing necklace the bouncing, is so funny for no reason. Yeah, like the term bouncing uh, in, in like me. bouncing and chest being that close together in the sentence. I yeah. literally am like imagining her tits bouncing. I'm like, girl, Chris, you wanted me to think about You made about me tits think bouncing. about tits and you should know. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but don't, I'm sorry. I, I, Jade. She'd learned her name just moments later, and when she spoke, it was the most attractive English accent Kit had ever heard. Her her body remembers her. I think I said that last time. Yeah, you were like, I love how like she feels drawn you, to her instantly. Yeah, she she's feels like so drawn the fact that her. she's like thinking of her, her body remembers. That. That's a funny way to put it, but it's real. It's so. real. It's so her real. Her body remembers her. Kit truly hadn't given much of a thought to dating or anything even remotely close to it, but it was like a switch had turned the moment Jade, with her unreadable face, had come over to her. Like, you know, it's like she's like drawn to her, even if she could ignore every other bouncing titty, she couldn't ignore Jade's. <laughs> Wait, was this around the point we were at last time where you made the joke about Kit being hijacked like PETA? in the Hunger Games and you were like what if what if when oh wait I think we made that joke in the first episode see this is getting confusing for us when you lose a podcasting episode I don't know your brain is so muddled I think we made that joke at the end of the last chapter because we were like when Jade like is about to hug her and Borman has to get between them we were like imagine like <laughs> imagine it's all of a sudden it's that scene at the end of Catching Fire anyway Continue. The, the interaction had been awkward. Kit realized after the fact that she must have known fire, must have known <laughs> who she was. How could she not? Jade was the owner of a gym that Kit almost died in. That would have been crazy if the entire if a not if one of the novels ended like that. Instead of it being in the middle of the book. It, I mean, it ended arguably worse than that. No. Her finding out district Oh, I guess he had no idea. No, her was. finding out that her entire home was destroyed and everyone was dead was so much. And we better. didn't know what happened to Peter. But yeah, like, we didn't even know. But also, was like, alive. can you imagine if you were re- you you didn't like you had to read them all at the same time? If you had to wait a couple years for the next book to come out, and the last thing you read was Peter choking Katniss out, yeah. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for the Hunger Games. If anyway, if you live under a rock. <laughs> the interaction had been awkward. Kit realized after the fact that she must not she must have known who she was. How could she not? Jade was the owner of a gym that Kit almost died in. And yet despite everything, she'd allowed Kit to sign up for an introductory lesson the next day. Isn't that right, Kit? Alora asked, nudging Kit's side. Yeah, I was not paying attention to anything you just said, Kit admits. So yeah, because real. she was thinking about Jade. This is the and ADHD she barely knows Kit this canon come once again. So she thinks. Know. Anyway, no, she just thinks she's being gay. I was just telling Graydon how we were college roommates. Oh, yeah, Kit nods. All four years? Graydon asks. Kit purposely stills, hoping that Alora will falter and make an admission without realizing it. Make like a she mistake, does. make a mistake. Just for the first three. So what happened that they didn't live together their senior year? You... We're too busy being gay. <laughs> that's my... And that's what I... Oh, yeah. I was like, you haul lesbian. Yeah, like, that's, that's a fair assumption, happened. right? Like, she probably spent senior year I said with t- I said two words. You haul. <laughs> that's what I said. Can you hand me the charger so my phone doesn't die? Mid- that last episode's gonna haunt me forever. Yeah, okay, just pull, like, the whole... What do you need? Oh, you need the phone. Yeah, yeah, but grab the whole thing. So wait, My wait. nails are wet. I'm oh, painting wow. my nails. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. Anyway, 
Two years ago, Jade mentally works through her list of what needed to get done today as she walks the five blocks back from the library. She'd already spoken to the contractor delivering the safety mats this morning and had confirmed with the plumber for the bathroom via text. Her big thing to get done today was notarizing about a dozen documents. It had taken hours at the library, but she was finally done. Kit should just be finishing up installing the overhead AC unit by the archery lanes. Jade took a moment to imagine her girlfriend installing the unit. She'd probably be wearing basketball shorts and a sports bra, hair sticking sweaty to her forehead. That's so... Horny, Jade. That's so he they lesbian. <laughs> like, so fi- like fixing the AC fur and basketball shorts, sweaty. Literally, you know what me. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember me and okay, me in high school. This is gonna be actually a, a self roast. Is what this is. Me in high school, just like every day, basketball shorts and like you know, Mariah sent me like these photos that she found on our dad's Facebook the other day because I I, again, for context, we are siblings. Um, Mariah sent me these photos of us together, and we were like in high school. And I'm literally wearing basketball shorts and like a long sleeve button up, like not button up. What do you call those? It's kind of like a Henley type shirt, like striped Henley. It looks so ridiculous. <laughs> the silence. Jay walking in as quietly as possible. Uh, 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 oh. Okay. Originally, Jade had planned on putting on some pasta for dinner before the two of them would sit in front of their TV and watch some kind of mindless movie. But picturing Kit like that was starting to change her mind. There were certainly other activities they could partake in. Yes, that was definitely a better plan. I love the yes. Jade, I did. I think I did that last time too, where I almost said Jade giggles. Because I think in my mm-hmm. mind, like, she's thinking about that. And she's like, we were laughing she's giggling so and kicking her feet. That. Yeah, we were laughing so hard that the idea of, like, she's like thinking these horny thoughts about her girlfriend. And she's like, like giggling. Just giggling and kicking just her feet. giggling to herself as she goes to find her. She's like, I'm going to go find my girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah. Jade, Jade jiggles open the lock to the future armorium, a pep in her step, ready to find Kit. And there she was, sitting in the middle of the floor, legs spread in a split. She stretched forward while texting on her phone. Even from the from across the gym, Jay could see her ridiculous phone case. It was black with the new Armorium logo, and then at the top, her name in white block letters, Kit. Jade had the same with her name. Let's find a place to stop right here, like right before the fight. Oh. We can just stop there. Actually, no, finish this scene out. Okay. Jade grinned at the sight until she looked over Kit's shoulder and saw the AC unit still in its box by the far wall. Kit, Jade exclaimed. Kit looked up, finally realizing that Jade had walked in. She offered a dopey grin that quickly faded the moment she saw that Jade was not happy. Hey, Kit said, hesitant. What the fuck? What the fuck, Kit? (laughs) What the fuck? I can't say what the fuck in the British accent. I don't know why. Yeah, you just did whatever that was. Jade put the stack of papers she was holding down on the newly installed reception desk and pointed to the still box AC unit. You literally had one job today, Kit. Literally. I love the way where she was like, literally. I'm an ally. It's like, literally, I'm an ally. <laughs> I forgot, Kit grimaced. Then I looked at it and I felt woefully inadequate. I'm not like a technician or whatever. Yeah, but you are a they lesbian, so you can figure it out. Remember that episode? Literally, it's your one job as a they lesbian. In Orange is a New Black, remember how they like, put Boo in charge of fixing, like, a... I don't remember what it was, but it was when they were making them for free, like, dig holes in the back or whatever, or in the yard. And she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, but she, like, wants them to think that she does, whatever, and she's like, I, like it's just so funny, and it's, like, so... It's that... It's, it was so perfect for her character. Butches are so funny. I love us. Actually, I think... Is it today, or was it... I think it's today, actually, or yesterday. I can't remember anymore. That was, like, was like non-binary oh, butch, butch appreciation. Yeah, I saw that. Visibility I think it is shit. today. And, hey, yeah, speaking as a non-binary butch you. lesbian... <laughs> thank you so much, Mariah. Yeah, like, I love us. Can I just say that for a second? We're so stupid. I love us. <laughs> Oh my god. Jade pinched her nose in annoyance as she crossed the room. You literally watched me install the other one yesterday. I just have to say literally. Literally. It takes a while, sure, but it's kind of idiot-proof. Even you could figure it out. What is that supposed to mean? Kit stood up slowly. Even I could figure it out? All I'm saying is that I don't ask a ton of you here, but we're four weeks from opening and shit needs to get done. I told you we would just hire someone. We should just hire someone to install them. It would be just as easy. We can't just keep spending money, Kit, especially not on things we can do ourselves. Well, we have the money and I'm apparently an idiot who can't do things, so we might as well use it. No, Kit, Jade groans. We don't have the money. You have the money, and I'm grateful you had the money from your dad to buy this place, but we can't- We bought this place, Kit said. That was our agreement. We're both on the deed, aren't we? Yeah, and you both do the deed, don't you? So stop fighting. (laughs) You think you're so clever. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same, and you know it. It was an issue that had come up again and again. Kit had money left to her 
when her dad died and insisted that they use it as their seed money for getting Armorium off the ground. Jade had apparently disagreed at first. Owning a gym had been her dream longer before she met Kay, and using her money felt like cheating. It felt like she she hadn't earned it. I'm not going to have this fight with you for the rest of our lives, Kit said, her eyes alight with the same anger that Jade felt. Rest of your lives, you say. I am not the money behind this in the same way that you are not all the labor, and I know I suck at helping sometimes, but we need to get past this. Helping out would go a long way towards that, Jade said, gesturing to the AC unit. And so would you acting like I'm just as much in this as you are. It may have been your dream first, but that doesn't make it any less valid than it that it's mine now as well. I never said, but you act like it. I have the exact same degree as you, took the same certification classes, same safety classes, all of it. Jade knew that Kit was right, but she also knew that Kit had never looked at their venture with the same intensity that Jade had. Sure, Sorsha had all but cut her off after she had announced her post-grad plans last year. Because she's homophobic! But she was still a senator's daughter with a hefty settlement from her dad's death. Jade only had herself and her own accomplishments to lean on. I know it's your dream too, Jade finally relented, because she did. It was impossible not to, not with the way Kit's face lit up like a Christmas tree anytime they talked about their plans for events, classes, even future franchising. And every single part of it was entwined with their relationship, which made times like now even harder. But it made the best times even better. It's our dream. I'm sorry I didn't set up the AC, but it feels like you're treating me like a child when you give me things you expect accomplished by the time you get home. I know that's not your intent, but I think I subconsciously fight back against it and that's why I don't do it. The kit that Jade had met four years ago would have shut down at even the thought of this conversation. Her inability to talk about her feelings had almost broken them up more than once early on. And for a moment, Jade was so proud of Kit that she forgot she was supposed to still be mad at her. I'm sorry I don't do enough to make this feel like a partnership, that we don't do enough. Because it's a two-way street. Jade sighed, but then looked around the gym, which looked no different than it had when she left. What have you been up to all afternoon anyway? Well, I know you would say no to us going out to dinner, and honestly, same. That sounds like too much people interaction. But I wanted to do something nice, so I've got everything prepped upstairs for your favorite. Thanksgiving food? Jade asked, astonished. Kit was a fine cook, but usually Jade cooked, or they cooked together. Thanksgiving food, Kit grinned. Turkey, corn, casserole, cranberries, sweet potatoes, and candied, br candied brussels. Thanksgiving food is literally the worst. Whoa, Jade was thoroughly impressed. What's the occasion? For someone who prides themselves on remembering everything on their to-do list, there are some things you really don't remember, aren't there? Jade took out her phone and checked the date. Oh, shit! She looked at Kit, apologetic, but Kit was smiling. It was their four-year anniversary. I did not do anything for you, Jade admits. They were not gift people, instead opting to do nice things for one another on birthdays and anniversaries. How about makeup sex? Kit quirked an eyebrow. I'd settle for some nice, hot makeup sex. Horny as hell. They were standing nose-to-nose now. Damn. Okay, princess. She crossed her lips to Kit's and wrapped her hands around Kit's ass. Remember I- <laughs> She touched She's her ass? She's squeezing her ass. Shit! Kit took the hint and wrapped her legs around Jade's waist, letting, oh, the, shit. letting the taller and admittedly stronger girl carry her to their office where two desks had recently been delivered. I'm about to do that. They're going to fuck anything, all the desks! Anything remotely sexual happens in any fic that we read, I'm about to be like, oh shit! They're going to fuck on the desks! It's getting intimate! <laughs> oh shit. What kind of voice is that? that it's getting like, intimate. That what? Sounds like, that sounds like a certain... Oh shit! I don't know. It's, I don't know what anything is. Like, I'm having one of those days where my voice doesn't sound like my voice to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Today. This is a terrible idea, Jade says, as Eric plops down across from her holding two beers and two shots of whiskey. What, the shots? Eric asks. Oh, God, no. Jade quickly takes the shot closest to her. Shots were a great idea. Allowing Kit back into Armorium is a terrible idea. She reaches across the table and takes Eric's shot from him, barely grimacing as it slides down the back of his throat. She's going through it. Damn. <laughs> She's like on her like 30th shot. She's like, fuck this. I miss Kit. I'm so horny right now. <laughs> Except that's weird because she's with her, her twin brother. But anyway, <laughs> Eric, God. come back. It's going to be okay. The camera's dead ass. <laughs> Sit down. The camera's dead ass. Eric opens his mouth to retort, but quickly shuts it at the look Jade gives him. Jade has viewed Eric as his as a best friend for years now, but ironically enough, it wasn't until this past year that she started to really view him as her brother. And as such, they had grown to read each other well. 
I don't even know how she figured it out, Jade said. She'd been thinking about it all day, trying trying to decipher how Kate could have stumbled back into her life without warning. There hadn't been a single article or social media mention of the gym and all the reporting that had been done on the senator's daughter's accident. Jade had even relented and handed over all relevant websites and accounts over to Sorcia's team for scrubbing, removing any photo or mention of Kit. She'd only been allowed to keep her personal account as is because it was private. She knew that Eric and Laura had both been forced to scrub their accounts as well. To completely remove anything from the missing years, they removed Jade from Kit's life with surgical precision, but Jade was able to keep Eric at least. He wasn't that, he wasn't the tantalos that left a hole in her soul, but having him around helped. And with him, Jade was able to feel the slightest tether to the woman she loved. Damn. A five inch hole in the soul. <laughs> he wasn't the tantalos. Oh, whoops. Yeah, let me just read that over and over again. You know, really dig it. <laughs> Eric shifted in his seat, a look of guilt clear as day on his face. It was the biggest thing the twins had in common, their inability to keep their faces clear of emotion. Eric, what did you do? I may have left her a clue, he says. I left my armorium hoodie in her closet. She's the one who looked, who took the bait. Of course she took the bait, Jade laughs. This is Kit we're talking about. I don't care if she's missing five of her most formative years. Rebellion and curiosity might as well be her middle names. And bitch. Whereas, like, let me double down <laughs> on last week's statement that Kit Tanthalos is a bitch. I couldn't stand lying to her anymore, hiding everything. It's not safe, you know that. The doctor said it wasn't a permanent ban on hiding everything from her. It was just what was best at the moment. But have they said anything different since? No. Then how is it worth it? Jade pleaded. Kit is everything to me, and I gave up everything to keep her safe. It needs to have been worth it. She's miserable, Eric says. She's starting to resign herself to being my mother's puppet. She barely, if ever, even acts the slightest bit her snarky self. We're losing her more each day than we did on the day of the accident. I'm not saying we should just go ahead and dump everything on her, but we should give her the opportunity to find herself again. Thank you, Eric, for finally having the sense and, and kickstarting this crazy fic. Why is Eric, like, mature right now? You expect <laughs> what you mean? He's, like, a little bit goofy in the show. Yeah, I mean, he can be a little bit goofy, but also know what's up at the end of the day. I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of an airhead to me, like... <laughs> All I could think about was like, right? Are you accusing him of being written could, out of character? All right I could now? think about is like, girl. Like all he could, all he could think about is like girls. He's like a himbo. Is that he's girls? like a himbo. Are you forgetting <laughs> at the end of the first episode when he's like has that moment with Kit where he's like he's trying to patch it up and then he's she's like you know you're gonna leave like that and he's like I'm not going anywhere like I'm your older I'm your older brother because he's not really your older brother he's an idiot. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you're gonna get it. Get Shut my up. Support whether you want it or not. <laughs> he's so a himbo. <laughs> he can, he's not just. Mariah's like, all that ever happens in Eric's head is, oh wait, that what if I the cute girl? Pretty, pretty blonde girl. <laughs> Boobies ass. Boobies ass. <laughs> the three B's. Boob butt. Wait. What the fuck? What's the third one? Boob butt back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally from my Christian university. That was how they told us the the clothing rules. Yep. Oh. In college, they were like, the three rules, the three Bs. Don't show your back. No, belly. I cannot believe belly. that was your college experience. Belly, boobs, belly, butt. I'm, I'm glad I, I couldn't wear crop tops in college. Anyway. <laughs> You didn't tell me that she looks the way she does, Jade says. She'd seen photos here and there, but they were all ones that had gone through Tantalos PR before getting posted on Instagram. They were curated. Seeing Kit earlier that day was different. She needs Armorium, Eric says. She needs the outlet. She needs something that's hers. In whatever way it may be, she needs you. I was going to have Scorpio be her trainer. Jade. Eric offers Jade a knowing look and she sighs. He didn't even have to say anything for her to agree with him. There is no world where Jade can survive watching Kit spar with himself with someone other than her and not jump in herself. One lesson, Jade says. That's all I've promised. If it goes anything but perfectly, I'm out. I'm not risking her. Sounds a lot like what you said to Kit before your first date. Yeah, Jade blushes, remembering how much she feared ruining the blossoming friendship she had with Kit all those years ago. Okay, I think we're skipping ahead to the one lesson. Jade had offered Kit a 10 a.m. lesson time. She'd done so to give her enough time to make sure everything was as safe as could be, but not late enough that she would spend the entire day fretting. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like shit's gonna go down, like... Kit's just gonna be a victim this whole time. She's gonna be like Peta in the Hunger Games, where like he keeps getting injured. You know what I mean? Like no matter what Katniss does, Peta's like, owie, <laughs> owie. Well, first of all, I love how you My heart keep stopped. bringing this back to the Hunger Games. You keep bringing I'm obsessed. it back to Peta, but also <laughs> what can I, say? 
I mean, that's kind of, I feel like in every fandom with fanfic, there's like, especially in a ship, one of them is always going to be the one that like is getting the shit kicked out of them constantly and fixed. Like we just beat the hell out of them. And for Tantamore, Kit is definitely that character who is just like going through it all the time. Yeah, because we're also off camp, off, off podcast we're reading through um what's it called it's a cold play lyric. oh yeah yeah be my mirror my sword my sword is that shit is kit is being beaten to all hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i i started reading that with mariah and she was like well don't you want to save that for the podcast because she knows that's like my favorite like fic in my whole fandom and i was like listen too dark I, yeah like we too can't intense. we can't sit here and read a fic that's just a bunch of fucking torture and shit we're like having to put trigger warnings and like it's gonna be a lot harder to laugh that, that that's a very like talk about angst and shit like yeah. yeah but shout out to that fic we love that fic um only she stands there fucking amazing and the fact that they're like so consistent too they're like monday morning that shit is out <laughs> and they're like good sized chapters like that is um they're they're like functioning at a level that is so impressive to me continue kit was on time and that and that alone tells jade that this kit isn't the same girl she shared her life with <laughs> I thought I was working with the other woman, Kit asks when Jade checks her in, the kind of scary one. Given the circumstances, I thought it would be best if I instructed you, Jade said. She hoped Kit would read her statement the way she hoped. She didn't want to have to lie to her more than needed. Risk avoidance or something, Kit asks. I'm guessing however my accident happened, it had to have been my fault because I know my mom would have sued otherwise. When What Jay doesn't say is that suing the owners wouldn't have done much good considering that the victim was an owner herself. Something like that, Jade says instead. I didn't see it happen, so if you're looking for answers, you'll be out of luck. All I can offer you is a lesson in knife throwing, archery, or sword fighting. Sword fighting, for sure. Knit nods. Knit. Who the fuck is Knit? <laughs> the hell? Kit set? Kit nods. And the smile she offers is the first glimpse Jade gets of the kit she knows. Head over to the mat, Jade says, gesturing over her shoulder. I'll get the intro swords. Jade grabs the hard foam swords that are a bit firmer than pool floaties, but still unlikely to cause damage. She watches Kit the whole walk over. Kit wears an expensive looking matching sports bra and leggings. Probably Lululemon. This is an ad! <laughs> it showed off more skin than Kit ever used to for training and hugged tightly every inch of her. Kate? Kate? What? I'm making up names at this point. <laughs> This should become, like, a bit for us reading Willow Fig. It's like, you never say Kit. You're always like, Kate. No, it wasn't even Katrina. Kit. Katrina. That's the funny thing. It was Jade, and I said Kate. You <laughs> <laughs> do it for both of them. <laughs> Jade couldn't even find it in herself to think it attractive. Damn. She's like, Hunger Games, when Peta's like, you're actually kind of ugly when he's hijacked. <laughs> oh, right. Because he's like, you're, you aren't too much to look at, or whatever he, he says. Yeah, he says, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> He said, you are not a sight for sore eyes, because man, was he sore. <laughs> All right. He's like, he's like, I literally am in more pain now looking at you. <laughs> I almost said something inappropriate. I probably shouldn't say. Yeah. What? <laughs> She's thinking about it. Because technically, even though the actors weren't, I guess Peter was technically 17 at the time. So that's a minor. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah thinks about this shit so deeply. Because this was an outfit Sorsha bought for Kit, she was sure of it. Her Kit would be wearing basketball shorts and a tank, or maybe joggers. Did you hear that, guys? Her Kit. My Kit would never know. <laughs> Jade had also noticed yesterday the length of Kit's hair, but it had been down yesterday. Hold Today? on, wait. Not to interrupt you, but imagine that's like the direction this story goes. Instead of it being like we were saying, oh, we get to see them fall in love again, basically... Instead, it's like Jade falling out of love with Kit because she meets the, this kid, Kit. She's like, this is not the same. Being kid. around her like helps her let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, this is this is this is working. This is she's making like, me feel better. Mm, I can move on with my life. She gets the egg. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the egg. <laughs> but today she wore her hair in two French braids. Practical maybe, but her Kit's hair was short, and she only pinned it back when she was in need of a haircut. With Kit's hair the way it was today, Jade could see her scars. She could see the big scar, the one that ran from Kit's temple, behind her ear and down her neck. She looked away the moment Kit saw her staring. God, it sounds like her, like, skull cracked open, her neck cracked open. Like, she was, the bitch was sliced in half. <laughs> it's like somebody ran in with a trigger warning violence. It's like somebody ran in with a, like, machete and just, like, sliced her in half. And she somehow made it. They sewed her back up. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, I know it's not what happened. Wait, maybe that. No, I know it's not that specific. That's why I went silent. I'm like, oh my god. No, no, no. I know that's not what happened, but like, (laughs) there could have been some slicing and dicing just now. Somebody doing it. I know it wasn't like slicing and. I know it was an accident. I know it wasn't a person because you've talked to me about this before, like a long time ago. Yeah, like something fell or something. You know, spoiler alert. He's but like, it. dude. But was it like a sword? Reading. It like cut her. I like literally. Like, she sliced her like in that app where you like slice things. <laughs> <laughs> that app where you so slice. Like, are you talking about? Are you talking about Fruit Ninja? No. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not gonna waste time. Okay. <laughs> Wish I could tell you what it's from. Kit teased. What are those? She pointed to the fake swords. Practice swords, Jade said. We don't put metal in hands until you pass the test. What's the test? You'll know it when you get to it. The banter falls easy from her lips. They look cool. Kit gestured to the overhanging wall behind them, where two swords are mounted very securely to the wall. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, now they got him all secure. One of those bitches fell and sliced and diced her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fast learner. Jade looks up at the mounted swords and her heart skips a beat. She pushes the fear down as best she can. She has PTSD from these swords that sliced and diced her girl. I I need to stop saying sliced and diced. (laughs) Why are they still there? That's the question I have. (laughs) Oh, we're at the end. Here, Jade hands one of the styrofoam swords to Kit. You want to hold it like this. Jade adjusts her hold on her own practice sword and looks up to find Kit already in the correct starting position. Her body remembers. Like this, Kit asks, and she might be too skinny, dressed wrong, and scarred, but she's standing there, sword in hand, proud grin on her face, and she's Kit. Jade knows right then and there that it won't just be one lesson, because how could she give up that smile again? She did it once, but now she can't even remember how she survived it. Did she actually survive it? Let's go through a basic parry routine then. I think it's Barry. Jade says, Let's see what you can do, princess. The nickname falls from her lips like honey, and nothing tastes so sweet as the moment the swords meet for the first time with a satisfying thud. So, thoughts? Now this is the second time reading it for this podcast because we Wait, lost we that already audio. Gave, we already gave thoughts on this? Um, I can't remember. No. We never got to No, because point? we were re-recording this whole thing. No, but I mean, when we recorded it the first time, did we get through the whole episode? I think we yeah. did. We did. We did a whole episode, and then we we took an owl. <laughs> yeah. We got sliced and diced. It was, like, late at night, too. We were, like... I stayed here late. I was supposed to go home. I was having a bad day, and I was like, you know okay. what? Let's power through this shit. And uh, God said, fuck you. I like this chapter. <laughs> I like that they're finally interacting and that it, I feel like it's less depressing than the first chapter. Even though, like, it's, you know, the whole thing's kind of depressing, but, like, there's already, like, there's kind of a sense of hope there now. But yeah, also, it's looking up. Yeah. Like, you're like, ooh, like, now they're now they're going to have this. It seems like that one. Jay was saying it's got to go fucking perfect or, yeah. you know, it's just going to be the one lesson. It's feeling like it's not going to be just the one lesson, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I feel like the first chapter was, like, Kit was, like, depressed. It was, like, uh, especially at the beginning, I think it was her perspective, right? And it was, like, in her head, just, like... <laughs> Knowing that she was a knowing a shell of herself, yeah, like it was like it was just really depressing being in her perspective. But I kind of it's kind of refreshing being in Jade's because even though like she's sad because she lost her, it's not like an identity crisis thing. Like I feel like that's right. Like, she worse. like knows what's up. Who she, she knows is who she is at least. Yeah, yeah. In general, it's like a it's like oh, you can see Kit like coming into herself and being like happy doing something outside of just like yeah being her yeah. mom's puppet, whatever. Exactly. Right? Like so, you're like okay. All right, I can. And she happen. like went on that date with Graydon and Laura, where they and, basically just all hung out. And it was yeah. yeah, it was nice that she like figured out first that like she didn't need to fake it and like was able to like kind of yeah make a friend. And it was like it was like they were just Graydon, chilling. Like Graydon's a sweet boy. We do. We like Graydon in this house, boy. and we like Laura. And if in the future someone's listening to this who maybe isn't as familiar Gray with Laura. Willow, who's like um someone here from another gay ass fandom, listen, watch Willow. If not for the girls. For the Graydon <laughs> and, where and the Borman can, and, where and uh, can they watch? everything else, because it's such a, it's such a fun show, so funny and full of art. I'm obsessed, obviously. And where can they watch Willow? Oh yeah, you got to go to. <laughs> um, I don't think you can. I think I tried before, just like looking up SaveWillow.com. I'm not sure that really works. Oh, but you if need you go a link. to their Twitter. It's at SaveWillow2022, and there is a link there to the website, and you can watch every episode in um, at least a few different languages. Right now, I think it's English, Spanish, and French currently. Nice. So yeah, it's available to watch for free. Though, if you're watching it, at least on mobile, I think you might end up having to, like, use a subscription-based, like, app like Meta to, like, download that shit, which is annoying, but... In that sense, not totally free. But it's the only way we have to watch it right now, because Disney Plus sucks. They took it down. Yeah. And that's why we're here trying to uh, get them to put it back up. Hashtag save Willow. Save Willow. <laughs> okay, anything else, anything else we wanted to talk about here at the end? 
have you pooped today? Wait, so, no. Have you eaten today? <laughs> I'm like pissed. Have no. Have you drank water today? Listen, you know every day my pooping schedule and it isn't... <laughs> I've already pooped twice today and I kind of have to poop right now. Okay. Thanks for sharing Hashtag that with the listeners. vegan life. <laughs> yeah, that fucking high fiber diet. Like that, that scene in Superstore when Dean is like, my doctor is begging me to stop eating so much fiber and I just won't do it. Um, <laughs> I love that show. Shout out to the show Superstore. And our girl Lauren Ash, she also plays the voice of Scorpia and She-Ra. We should read some Dina her. and Amy fanfic. That's a that's an idea. You find like a one shot for that one. Maybe I love how there is a gay character in that show who has a gay relationship, but like I'm just not as interested. Mateo. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he ends up with Amy's brother, and then they're kind of cute, but it's like. I just personally, I don't like Mateo. He's kind of mean. He's kind of a little. He's he's he's, he's a kind bitch. of an asshole. He's a bitch, but not in the like, hit way. In the like, damn, like stop bullying people way. Really <laughs> like, judgy. Yeah, like he's just kind of an ass. But he's I funny still, though. He's, I he's still a good care character. about him. Yeah. I yeah. Still. Anyway, um, I still want to know. So yeah, that. again, we're gonna have polls going on in our Twitter at at please I have no job. There's a poll up on Spotify on our trailer to vote for the next fanfic too. Oh really? Yeah. Would you put on there? Because didn't you say, I think Mariah already made the more. executive decision, but we're going to read, I almost called it Heartbreaker, Heartstopper. And let me put more. I put seven different things. I put all the ones you had, plus Heartstopper and Stranger Things and mm-hmm. Okay. one more, I think. I can't remember what. Yeah, we're just, uh... What do we say? We're leaving? <laughs> well, oh, wait, so wait, did we cover everything? Follow us on Twitter at PLZ, I have no job. Like, it's please, I have no job, but it's PLZ, I have no job. We're going to be on TikTok soon. I don't want to be seen or perceived. Yeah, as soon as they decide they're okay with being perceived and seen and perceived. Yeah, as soon as that s- well, switch flips well, my video brain. and puts clips on TikTok and stuff, and then you can see how cute I am. <laughs> Mariah, who wouldn't take pictures of me today. <laughs> she said, my hair is dirty. Anyway. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. Oh, are we supposed to say it at the same time? Oh, okay. Toodles. Toodles.